0: Chapter 31 The Sacred Pause While I waited with the woods that night, nothing seemed to change. Yet Bolinyuktiku reassured me that everything was being rearranged, and so he felt no need to explain. I gazed upon this nature. Oh, how it seemed to be just another day. You'll go to work within the order, and after you come back, you'll tell me what has changed, said Bolinyuktiku. I want to believe you, but I'm almost certain I've gone insane. I too am crazy for this world, and that's why I've descended from the stars. So you think you know how it is? Then tell me who you really are," said Bolinyuktiku. I'm a black man. You believe that? He asked. Of course I believe that.
1: Don't you know that belief
0: is a doubt? He said. How is belief a doubt? You cannot believe something and know it. You can only believe in what you don't know. That's why you have to believe it. For example, do you believe in Jesus? He asked. I do believe in Jesus. You believe in him because you don't know him. You've never met him in person. And so you have belief because you don't know. On the other hand, you don't need to believe in your mother and father because you know them. There is no belief because you're aware where they are from, he said. My mind, why it was misaligned, and as I was trying to hang on to what he was saying, I searched for the wisdom I couldn't quite find. Here, let me clear up your doubts. You can trust in the knowing, because I'm going to show you what it's all about. You can only have belief in what you don't know. That's why you have to believe it. But on the other hand, what happens if you truly see it? he said. See what? Life's mystery. He paused and waited, but I could only observe. How does a white man believe he is light? Or why does a black man believe he is dark? Is this something he knows, or is it belief? And what happens when you look out from the heart? said Yuktiku. I reached into the medicine bag. Then I pulled out a set of different colored cups. Mysterious as this was, I watched from within my eyes as Bolanyukdeku began to fill the cups up. You can only believe in what you don't know. That's why you have to believe it. I'm going to reveal the way to know, and that depends on how we see it. Imagine if we fill a few cups up with water, and on the outside, each cup was painted with a different color. Red, yellow, white, brown, black, or pick any others. If we sealed them, And if we showed them to anyone else, they would believe that these cups are their colors. But what is the mystery that you and I know? That there are a variety of cups filled with clear and pure water. When you believe in something, it's because you don't know. But when you look to see what is within, then we realize we are a source of God's potential, which is called to grow, said Bolanyukdeku. I scratched my head and I could see where he had led my mind. Then if I believe something about myself, it's because I don't quite know. So there was something much deeper we are trying to find." To understand this wisdom fully, there is a transition where a student can become a teacher. Go find the holy cow and learn from her. There she will teach you the proper procedure, said Ku. Sure enough, I found the holy cow beside the earth fair. And so I entered into yoga teacher training, where students became teachers by shifting their automatic minds from unconscious to aware. This training took place every weekend, where we would sit, study, and repeat yogic postures. Then in my free time, I'd study with all the teachers, where I'd attend their daily classes by signing up on their rosters. Day by day, I began to consume all the wisdom they shared. These yoga teachers were so selfless, and so I realized how much a good teacher will care. All these instructors had a specific style, and they too had a story to become a teacher. Why I began to fall in love with the holy cow, and by some miracle, these teachers were able to tame the wild side of me that behaved like a creature. There I studied the sacred texts and I stumbled upon a great treasure when I found the Yoga Sutras. I began to eat vegetarian food where I saw the sacredness in all life, and so I realized that yoga teacher training can cure you. After a few months of training, my entire body had transformed. Much of the tension and trauma I held in my body was released, and through the power of taming my mind, I discovered I could let go where I embraced this new life form. I ran to Bull Yuktiku, since this teacher training was a miracle. i trust whatever he told me to do from now on, even if it was unfavorable. Go back to the order. Now look at every being and see what lives within. Look past the color, creed, their attractive attributes, and even their flaws or sins. Within each being, within each plant, animal, and embodied creature, there is a source of life which stems. And this is God. Know this spiritual source as your guru, God, priest, and teacher, he said. Confused but curious, I wandered my way back to the order's gate. There I went to work, and in typical fashion, I was just a bit late. As I arrived, I saw people walking to and fro. These were spiritual souls covered in various colors, and rather than believe this shell is who they were, I looked deeper to see that spiritual source from which all beings grow. Long behold, I passed a woman and looked right in her eyes. It happened in a flash, but I could see the source that gave her life. This had no color, for it was clear light. There I saw my beloved teacher, Bolinyuktiku, was within her very sight. Next I passed a man, and so his eyes caught mine. I smiled back at my teacher, because everywhere I looked I knew God was all I could find. Intoxicated by this feeling, I could see God in everything and everyone else. I had no reason to believe in anything because I saw everyone as strands of a spiritual soul embodied in many forms living as themselves. Just as I realized that we had all arrived, I blinked when I saw a man wearing a mask and plastic gloves. Everyone was being told to go home from the streets. A pandemic shutdown was ordered from the governments up above. The man with the medical mask came towards me, but he stopped well short. Stay 6 feet away from me, otherwise I'll have to write you up in our medical report, he said. What's happening? A contagious virus called COVID-19 has spread. Many people are suffering, and many people may end up dead, he said. I realized this was serious and so I too was confined to my apartment. Tucked away on the third floor in the shade of trees, I learned the entire world faced a bacterial bombardment. It wasn't just the United States, but rather this affected every country in the world. Not just the men and women, but also little boys and girls. In a matter of days, everything turned virtual. All work meetings went through the computers and phones. No one could leave their houses, and now I realized how everyone upon the earth felt ever alone. But I, who was I? I had become content and free, for I had set up this apartment as a shrine and altar, to honor the Goddesses, Jesus, Allah, Shiva, Krishna, Saraswati, Durga, Tara, Mother Mary, Changomacho, and Bolanyuktiku. In my heart I wished to be in the woods but I knew I had to endure the same pain as my fellow man. And that's when the government came to explain they now had rolled out a two-week plan. If everyone stayed put for two weeks, then maybe COVID-19 would pass. And after that, everyone could come back to his or her normal lives at last. All sports were cancelled. All group activities postponed. Again, everyone was confined to their rooms or houses and soon everyone couldn't stand to be stuck alone. But these phones and devices, they began to connect those of similar minds. For now I realized there were many people praying and meditating together, and this was not something in person I could find. Maybe it wasn't all bad, because that's when I found the group called the Sacred Pause. For this was a group of virtual shamans all around the world, and all of us prayed and honored a variety of different manifestations of God. As soon as we were confined and restricted, the people got antsy after their sports, pubs, and daily activities were taken away. Everyone began to feel unwell, because no one could explain a disease this uncanny. Soon riots and protests erupted, and this destroyed any hope of a two-week plan. Only a few stayed put, and this was a result of the crisis in the ritual process of the mature man, for once I had been alone. But how come so few could withstand a world of slight discomfort? Who among us had gone into the woods on their own? Meanwhile, it seemed as if everyone had skipped this initiation and gone straight into the workforce. Where was the real maturing? But rather, this system was designed to chase more money. The whole world hated this disease, but nature was tickled since she thought it was funny. Now the animals could roam free, and so the natural lands began to heal. For centuries, smoke piles, traffic, and human lives dominated the land. But now there was a sacred pause, and it was something the whole world could feel. Two weeks turned into two months, and then two months turned into nine. Before we knew it, no one could stay put, and so no one wanted to stay inside. That's when a vaccine came about, and even I caught these leaders lying about it. One went on national TV to get the shot. But the needle appeared phony, and the syringe had nothing in it. I suspected malicious control. I think there was even mercury in the vaccine. The whole process moved so quickly because no one wanted to deal with COVID-19. The vaccine became mandatory, which to me seemed insane. The politicians forced people to inject unnatural medicine into their bodies, and it seemed to be a hoax, which became an opportunity to uplift their personal campaigns. But I? Now, who was I? I was a common man, and the common man was made to comply. I even caught COVID 19 more than once, but it barely affected me because I took care of my body as if it was a temple, and so COVID 19 didn't hurt my body or lungs. I had a tiny headache, but that was it. I even kept working during the time because I didn't realize I was sick with it. Now others had it much worse, and some could barely breathe. I noticed older people who were dying, and there were those who didn't take great care of their health, and they were at the mercy of this disease. Everyone felt trapped and confused, while our leaders pushed for the people to get this vaccine shot. I didn't see the point for me personally, because COVID-19 was something I had already caught. Even the leaders of the health department made little sense and so I assumed their pockets were filled with blood money. They saw this as a way to sell more medicine and expand the healthcare industry. After much reflection, I prayed to Yuktiku, since I knew he could hear me, even if I couldn't hear his messages coming through, and so I wondered about this vaccine, for it was more than possible that they were injecting unnatural substances into man. Was this leadership corrupt? And was this vaccine mandate an outrageous plan? But I, who was I? For I was a common man, and so I knew I had to get the shot, because I needed to show the divine guides what was happening to the people, and it would be selfish if I did not. Know that I personally was against the vaccine, because I do not trust the selfish leaders of this land, but I was trying to be unselfish, and so I took the shot as if I was the exact same as every other woman, child, and man. Once they injected me with the vaccine, they said it would pass in about 48 hours. After the first six or eight hours I felt fine, but then that night I was overpowered, my body burned up, and my mind turned sporadic through the lack of sleep. As I awoke, I felt the terrible pain in my back where I thought my kidneys were and I could not get up off the floor for the next day as I was extremely weak. That vaccine destroyed me. It was worse than the actual disease, and now like an attendant to my master, Bolanyuktiku was well aware of what was in this vaccine from the rage I released. When a government poisons their people, drafts laws, and accepts bribes to uphold their personal power, I could understand Bolanyuktiku's divine plan and so I too began rooting for the downfall of the materialistic tower. All these rich men seemed to pray to Jesus. Every Sunday, they seemed so honest and devoted, but then I watched them attack each other on CNN and Fox News. Oh, these weren't real men, but rather they were all trapped in boyhood. These idiots aren't real men and women. These greedy idiots are chasing status, money, control, and phony respect they don't realize the harm they're causing from the violent thoughts they project. Don't they realize the Sutra of Dependent Origination? How everything comes back? Jesus said to love your neighbors, but these fucked up men and women choose to destroy, degrade and attack. Now during this sacred pause, the government and cities banned people from public places like beaches. Now I began to think that all people were the infection upon this planet, after all, Everyone in the capitalistic world consumed more and more like blood-sucking leeches. Unfortunately for the world, COVID-19 was seen as quite the terrible disease. But when you look to nature, animals and wildlife, for once the planet was at ease. Shipping ports turned to chaos. The supply chain was completely disrupted. It was as if Yuktiku created a chain reaction, and the whole system of capitalism erupted. All it took was one case of COVID, and so that virus spread, and I was so lucky I could tune in to what others could not see, and somehow it lined up perfectly just as Bolanyuktiku had said. This drove me a little crazy, for I had felt as if I'd lost my mind. Ah so, and that's when I realized I was meant to be here right now, and there was nothing I needed to find. Sitting in stillness, my spiritual practice grew more than ever. Nothing in this world was guaranteed, but I now knew where to locate the source of spiritual treasure. I was able to fast like never before, and my body became one with my mind. As if Yuktiku used me as his vehicle, my entire physical structure became primed. Strong and willing, I began to trust his voice more than ever. For who was I? I was a horse with no name, and Bolan Yuktiku was the king. Who was going to take down all corrupt oppressors. There was one small personal issue, and that was when I examined the daydreams my mind would ponder. I was pulled into dark thoughts, and so within me also lived my own monster. I did not know how to tame it, but I recognized a beast was within, and so I worked extremely hard to find the gap between my emotional state and the mind where my projections began. When I would notice the dark thoughts arising, I would try to cut off the thought and focus on the breath, but more and more I became obsessed with retribution for this world, and somewhere inside of me, I knew this was one of Boland de tests. The more time I spent on the day job or phone, the more insane it made me behave. It was so obvious the human species lost control of the masses, because the workforce was filled with materialistic slaves for anyone who wanted to live with the earth could not even find a place to roam. There were even laws as to what types of seeds, corn, or plants could be grown. If you didn't have a high paying job, then good luck trying to afford health care. And it didn't matter to the wealthy, for their grandparents had already invested in their lineage's share, and so that money multiplied into ways the poor will never know and these next generations took to the mansions and watched the endless money grow. Of course there is risk in investing, but the poor and middle class have such a long road out. But that's why I wasn't afraid of this monster within, because I knew what Bolinyuktiku was all about. Now I welcomed the darkness, the same way I greet the light. I bowed to the sunrise and I bowed to the darkest part of the night, for who was I? I was a spiritual soul, and so I gave my body to the darkness and light together, there I surrendered all my control. One with the world, I could barely work another day, and that's when I was fired from the job I was given, and so they cut off my stream of pay, for I had given up on work, and so I was thrown away like I didn't belong. Oh, just wait and see until Bolanyuktiku comes back along, running out of money and means my rent was set to expire, that's when the apartment raised my rent and the price skyrocketed even higher. Now who was I? I was a common man on the edge of hysteria, but where was I? I was on the very edge of America. It drove me crazy, and the worst part was that I knew Bolin Yukiku was on the watch, silently observing as my thoughts would get tangled in knots. With paranoia everywhere, It felt as if signs extended from invisible places. I became so perplexed because there was never a final answer and all I wanted to do, along with everyone else, was escape this. The messages kept coming, just as how Yuktiku said it would unfold. He told me to write it down and this is what I was told. Sometimes I could step back and watch myself go mad. That's when I realized one of my layers were misaligned and like an engine I was running out of fuel, as my mind speed was off looking for something calming to find. But alas, it was always right here. Yuktiku was within, and I began to smile at fear. For who was I? Well, a name couldn't tell you who, because I'm a spiritual being speaking out to you. Yes, you there. Now how does it go? If you are hearing this, then our minds have met halfway. And I'm telling you, there's nothing out there to know. Just grow, grow, grow and let go. The mind seeks to solve, but that's because it gets caught in a cycle that continues to revolve. This cycle is called samsara, and existence is like a spinning wheel, much like a planet in orbit while creatures, plants and life sense and feel. The whole point to life is to be one with it. We must work to serve the earth, not take from it. Oh, but this world! If we could find rest in that gap, instead of constantly grasping for everything to go our way, and so we must surrender and release it, let go and grow. All layers shed in time. We're passing through a planet while navigating a human body with emotions and the mind. With so much to feel, and so much to absorb, we intake food, liquid, to continue this life, and in living, we find the reward sense, and search. We are always looking for ways to thrive. But every creature and human knows the truth, and that is how all beings must die. So then why must we die? Because the outermost layer has outlived its use, and so we journey within the inner layers through space and time to find infinite truth. Now something started to click. Because I remember when I was nearly dead and mentally sick. They put a mask over my face, when I inhaled white smoke, but this was not a green toque. It was dimethyltryptamine, and this was no joke. I'd gone beyond the brass door when my vision started crystallizing. All you can do is let go as it takes you into a tunnel of light with color synchronizing. Was it a woman, or maybe it was a horse? Whatever this was, I felt as if something had been directing my course. I flowed with it then, and I'm not even sure I carried my breath. My body was gone and I was along for the ride, I was somewhere in between life and death. And after I came back, I was pinned inside one room, and the only thing I found was a pine cone to welcome me in as I laid upon my tomb. I felt trapped, somewhere in between, and the mind couldn't solve life because the mind couldn't figure out what all its synchronicity means. Most days I'd forget. But every so often I'd remember. Once when I was awake, I let go of all my clinging, and there I finally surrendered. But this world pulled at me, and so I fought it right back. Wishing everything was different and went my way, every day felt like an endless attack. Oh, why today? Please don't bug me now. I'm in the middle of getting something, and I don't have any more time allowed. It's all being taken away, because everything belongs to me, Don't you see you're in my way? Because I'm trying to get free. Oh, how the madness took me, and I fell all the way in. It was the bottom of the below. The darkness is where I was pinned. One with the shadow, and now my mind couldn't get out. I was stuck inside my body, and the voice within started to shout. I panicked and I ran to the beach. There I sat while my eyes began to shake. The pressure erupted from within as I watched the inner layers begin to break. Now who was I? I was one starting to become awake. There I shed my old layers, because I was in the water, slithering like a snake. Swimming in the shallows, not a fish came near. I wondered what would dare touch me, because in this water I was the shark that most creatures feared. When I arose out of the water, I bowed to the sea. Why, this was the place the transformation started. This is where I found the mountaintop, where the pure lands were set free. But me? Now who was I? Looking out upon the ocean, her reins began to cry. Lightning crashed down, sand kissed the seas, and so I heard her whisper.
1: Miracles happen to those who believe.
0: Believe? Believe in what?
1: Believe because you don't know, and this is how you grow. Be sly like a snake and simple like a dove. Realize that everything that happens is happening out of love,"
0: she said. Now a woman rose out of the water, and behind her was an army of queens when her ten heads began to separate and spread. For she appeared as ten goddesses in one, and not one of them was afraid. These were the divine protectors. She was the matriarch of blades. Who are you?
1: We are the ten Mahavidyas, and Durga is my name
0: she said ten unique forms each with a crown now as my mind searched for an answer to explain i could not understand because i couldn't grasp the truth since her presence was so profound
1: are you looking for the map this secret way to get out it is called a mandala and this is a bird's eye view to give your soul the proper awareness as to which is the best route can you imagine creating a sacred map and using it as a direction for your unfolding path, I will teach you how to build it, and we will take into account the lessons, gifts, as well as the painful things in your past,"
0: she said. Yes, I would like a map.
1: If you wish to be released from the cycle of samsara, then my sword must cut you away. You will know that the path is ahead of you, because you will always be on your way. Before you turn the medicine wheel, there are a few things we must finalize and go over. First is the Ketri Mudra, and then there is the transmission, called cutting through spiritual materialism, that you must discover," she said. Mudra? Mudra is a seal, a mark, or a gesture. It can be done with poses in the body or with hands coming together under gentle pressure. Different variations mean different things, and different styles are like prayers that call out or make offerings for certain things. The king of all mudras, which is the Keturi Mudra, means I will sever the bottom of the yogi's tongue, then will roll the tongue into the back of the nasal cavity and push it down. Now four things will happen. After mastering this, you'll never be hungry, never thirsty, and you will have complete control over metabolism so it looks as if you never age. Then you can experience the nectar coming down between your eyebrows, and this feeds the wise beings we call a sage,"
0: she said. After I bowed, when my eyes rose to meet her, she came forward in the ocean and smiled. She held out a great knife, and as I opened my mouth, my tongue rose and she cut the frenulum before the tongue was stuffed behind my nose. I reached into the medicine bag and pulled out a mirror, but to my surprise, There was no blood dripping down my face. Instead, I had a fiery sword coming out from my mouth where my tongue was once placed.
1: Good, and now we will cut through spiritual materialism,
0: said the Matriarch of Blades. And what is that?
1: The most exquisite paradox. As soon as you give it all up, you can have it all. As long as you want power, you can't have it. The minute you don't want power, You'll have more than you ever dreamed possible," said
0: the queen of the Mahavidyas.